not let people in society create your criteria on how you need to buy. That's so good. Because for a while, our family, our friends, people thought me and Mink were, thought we was tripping. You know, we bought three properties before we actually bought what we decided that we were going to live. Yeah. And one of those properties we bought, we were living with my in-laws. We were living with her parents. Yeah. And people would say, why y'all just don't buy a house? Why y'all just don't buy a house? And we like, you know, we didn't really get into detail of explaining what we were doing to people. and But on the outside looking in, it looked like we were doing something backwards to them. Right. But the entire time, the goal was to purchase income-producing properties that was going to pay for where we were going to decide to live. Yep. You're listening to the Own Your Keys podcast, where we give you tools to own your keys. Not just any keys, your keys to life. We're talking about copreneurship, finances, real estate, business, balance, and all things in between. We have Jay, the executor, and Mink, the visionary. Two different personalities, but one common goal. And together, they're teaching people how to master money, marriage, and mag. <laughs> what's good? What's good? What's good, good people? You are now tuned in to the On Your Keys podcast. I'm your host, Mink, the investor queen, of course. And we have my co host right here beside me, Mr. Jay Goday, aka Mr. Keys. <laughs> Mr. On Your Keys. <laughs> you messed up my whole introduction. Okay. What's up, y'all? You don't want to try again? Nope. <laughs> so you going to throw a temper tantrum? Yep. Okay, whatever. Well, temper tantrums keep you broke. So I think you need to get your mind together. Yes, yes sir. Okay, whatever. Anyway, what's up, you guys? How was your Thanksgiving? How was it? Ours was good. Mine was good. Yeah, mine was pretty good, too. Um, we just pretty much chill. We visit a couple of family members. Um, but for the most part... And I got my sweet potato pie. Oh, um, yeah. She was so shy this year. The fact that she gave us one pie and only made the filling, and we still had to do the do all of the preparation for the well she did the preparation but we had to do we just gotta bake our own yeah we usually get two pies y'all i put a request in for two pies every year it'd be so good yeah so today we're gonna be doing what well we're gonna be talking but what are we gonna be talking about what's our topic i don't know you tell me What we talked about. When is the best time to buy a home? Hmm. That's good. That is. That's a good topic. Um, mainly because we've dealt with this before, but we know there there are a lot of people struggling um right now in terms of financial um aspects, and then we know that there are people that you know have come to us during this time also to purchase a home just because they wanted more security. So we've had, you know, um, different conversations with many different people about different dynamics of purchasing a home and just when is the right time? You know, where do I need to be financially? Where does my credit need to be? You know, um, 
you know, are is, is my husband and I purchasing one? Or are you and your wife purchasing together? I mean, how are you guys purchasing this home? Are you purchasing it, you know, for investment purposes? You know, so, you know, um, knowing when is the right time and, you know, um, talking about that, communicating about that and um, just, you know, knowing when is the right time. And a lot of what we find, you know, with, you know, with clients and, you know, we're talking when we're talking to people, when they decide that they want to purchase a home, we, you know, one of the primary feelings that, you know, people have is fear, you know, fear that they think that, you know, purchasing that home is going to give them some type of permanent obligation that they're going to be tied down, that they won't, you know, it's a lot of different uh, emotions that come along with, with, with buying your, your home, especially if it's your first time. Right. You know, and, so, uh, oh. um, and but you, and and one other thing I want to tell you guys is, you know, during COVID nineteen, the real estate market is one of the few industries that had been, you know, uh, the least affected. You know, interest rates have still remained low through through COVID nineteen, and we actually still are in a seller's market. People are still there are a lot of buyers that have been out through throughout this year looking to still buy homes, and I think throughout this time, people have been able to see that spend more time at home and be able to do things that they probably wouldn't necessarily have done when they're on the go and at work and, you know, in the midst of life. So, so yeah. So before we jump into this thing, y'all, y'all should definitely show us some love by subscribing. Tell your fam, tell your friends, tell a friend to tell friend, you know, help us and help us grow. So with that being said, we're going to jump right into this thing talking about when is the right time to purchase a home here we go so what you got so you know when you're looking at the right time to purchase a home the right time is your time you know your it's it's never like a the stars are going to line up perfectly for me to purchase a home when you decide that you want to own your keys you know you want to become a homeowner you don't want to be a renter anymore that is that is the right time when you have made up your mind and you have transformed your mindset to say now is the time I want to own my own home for whatever the reason is you know for if it's investment purposes if it's because you have a goal you know you want to start a family whatever that reason is it starts with you right but it starts with you but it's also fundamental things that you should make sure that you have um align before you even get into that process because let's say you feel like it's the right time right now you know you, you you're making pretty decent money but your credit score is a 400 would you say that oh yeah because you're ready that's the right time well i was i would still go back to say that it's still it is the right time it's mindset now this now being the right time means that you're you're beginning the processes of whatever it takes for you to start to buy that home. It's not necessarily meaning that you're going to go, you know, you're going to go look at a house and then the next day you're going to get the keys. No, that's, that's what. Okay. So I understand what you're saying. You're saying that mentally it's the right time because you have mentally made the decision and now you're going to do the work into making sure that you get into your home. Okay. Exactly. Well, you should have said that because that, that is, that's not. Didn't I say that y'all? <laughs> Well, I thought, I thought I said that. Maybe I checked out because I didn't hear that part. But yeah, that is correct. I do agree with you about that. You know, um, but I would go a little bit further into saying what I said. You know, um, when I, you know, just 
when we when we did this and I came to the realization of this was something that I wanted to do, not necessarily purchase a home, but purchase a property, I should say, um, it was making of my mind, but then it was also taking a look at where I was financially. So So wait, let's pause you right there. Yes, sir. Let's pause you right there. Because you said the the one of the most important things. You made up your mind. <laughs> You okay? This the point about this is, you you made your point, sir. You made it. So 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 I'm what saying, have you? So now we could just drop the mic and we ain't even gotta talk about it anymore. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, making a decision in your mind, but then also I would say semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> Semicolon, making sure that you are in in you know aligns in your finances, which 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 trickles down to your credit, which trickles down to your budget, which trickles down which trickles down to how how um consistent and how how disciplined you're willing oh, to be. Oh, thank you, I, you guys. I was looking for the word, but it just was not coming to me. But how disciplined are you with your spending? Because you know, at you, it, it. A lot of people do say it's the same thing as like you know, um, when you when you pay your rent because okay, well you gotta pay your rent. But the thing about it is, is that if you don't pay your rent, you know, sometimes I know in the state that we live in, you know, there are um, people that own the property, so it doesn't always go on your credit. You know, you just may have to find you a place to live in thirty days. Right, and it's skin in the game. Yeah, you know, you have you know. Becoming a homeowner, it does, you know, it does advance you to a to a, another to a certain level of maturity. Yeah, and you have a and you have more, uh, you have more skin in the game. You have more responsibility. Right. So someone who owns their home, you know, for the most part, they're not just going to just up and leave that uh, abandoned. You know, if they can help it, opposed to you know when you're when you're renting. You know, you have less, you have, le- you know, you have less skin in the game. You have less of a requirement on yourself. Like, like Mink just said, you know, the what, some of the biggest, the burden that you may face is having to find somewhere to, to, uh, to go live in the next 30 days if you're not, if you don't pay your rent. But when, but, but having that, that ownership, it not only develops that sense of pride, but it de- de- develops that sense of ownership to where you want to, you, you want to value what you own. You want to, t- you want to preserve it. And you want to keep it for the. You want to keep it for, for other for other reasons. You know, it can it can spiral into something else. It could be an investment property. It can be something that you want to leave to your children. You know, something that you want to build a legacy with. So it becomes more than just a home or a right. house. You know, it becomes a part of your life, and the way that you choose to operate with it is pretty much becomes part of uh right part of your future right. So, yeah. yeah, so, you know, so again, back to, you know, the perfect time to own a home. Like, I'm going to always go back back to mindset. But let's dip into the financial aspect yeah, that's what of, I was gonna say. of owning a home. You know, just like Ming said, you know, once you have once you have transformed that mindset, then the funny thing about it is that some things that you were never concerned about, you start becoming concerned about. Yeah, that's true. You become more concerned about your credit. You didn't put, you didn't got all the credit monitoring apps on your phone. You didn't pay <laughs> for the membership. Yeah. Now every time you get an alert, you look, you on it. You right. on it now. Now because something in your mind has told you, I have to get more discipline. This is if I'm want to work towards this goal, it's certain things that I have to do. Yeah. So 
because there will that there will be you know depending on where your credit is there are programs out there that allow you to purchase a home of you know with a credit score of 500 and with a credit score of 580 and you know you with, with that that's a different type of loan that's like a fha loan and with a fha loan you can have that credit score but then you have to have 3.5 percent down and your debt to income ratio has to be under at least 51 percent so with that being said that means that your debt has to be lower you know which you're to purchase a home anyway you should not go into purchasing a home with high debt because all it's going to do is add more expenses to your monthly expenses right with that being said you know figuring out where your credit is is important because it is going to put you in a different type of loan you know you know, if you have over a 640 credit score, if you don't have money saved, which we always tell people, you should have money saved to purchase a home because why? You're gonna need an appraisal, especially in the in the in, in the state that we live in. You need an appraiser appraisal done, and that typically ranges, you know, up to about five hundred dollars. Then you're gonna need a home inspection done. A home inspection can range range up to about five hundred dollars also. So right then and there, you're already at least a thousand dollars into it. Some of the loans that we know of, they want to see at least three months of reserves. So if you're trying to get um if you're trying to get, you know, approved for a house of $250,000, you may need to have at least $6,000 saved up, you know, in your bank account, you know, plus the, plus the, we call it in transaction fees, which are like the appraisal, which are like the um the appraisal and the oh home inspection you know what i'm saying you know and then what about if you have what what if you don't have you know the 640 credit score and then you have down payment you know in order for you to get that good interest rate you know because your credit score determines your interest rate where is your credit so looking at your finances is so 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 important and another thing too babe is apartments now Normally, look at your credit score. Yeah, they're good ones at least. Yeah, you know, yeah. Apartments that are being managed by, uh, you know, effective landlords and property management companies. We raise our hand. Company. We do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they're they're doing credit checks. So yeah. you know, so again, a lot. And of- it's an extra fee too, babe. I don't mean to keep interrupting, yeah. but I want to make sure that you know we are explaining a lot of this to you guys. Whenever you um have to get credit 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 monitoring for like property owners and things like that, it does add to the property owner's expenses. But it's an expense that is worth it, you know, because not all the time, but 99% of the time, the credit kind of determines the kind of tenant that you're going to have, especially when you have stipulations in your lease that are aligned to certain things that are going to be charged more because a lot of people if you move out of apartment you don't want to have you want to get your deposit back Mm -hmm. and you don't want to have all those extra fees left over right and if you have the extra fees left over and then you don't pay them then guess what it's going to affect your credit and a lot of people that have good credit especially they know they have good credit they don't want to mess their credit up and you know and then you know i'm I'm again this a mindset shift you know most of the time if you're going to 
an apartment, you know, most of us like to live nice. If, you, if you're leasing an apartment, and especially if you can afford, you know, um, a nicer location in a nicer area and a nicer type of apartment, you're, you're, praying, you're paying a pretty decent amount, you know, right, in today's right. market. You know, a two bedroom. Well, we're in we're in Louisiana. I know some places further up north, the market is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But for a nice a nice place here in Louisiana, you to a, a two bedroom, two bath, you're looking at about twelve hundred to thir- between twelve hundred and fifteen hundred dollars a month. Right now, if you if you're going in there, and then a credit requirement for for a place like that to lease, it's still going to be about six forty. Right. So just think, if you're looking at you know um, a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment and you have the income requirements because you got to make three times the rent if you have the income requirements and the credit requirements to lease that space nine if nine percent of the time you have the same um you have the same qualifications to be able to uh, qualify for a mortgage loan that your mortgage will actually be cheaper than that rent that you're paying right right exactly that's that that's a conversation that we've had with plenty of people that don't even know a lot of people you guys will be surprised how they'll say i didn't even know buying a home was that cheap like they'll say that because the because you're going to when you have the mindset that you're going to live somewhere and you have to pay for where you where you're going to live at anyway paying for something to be yours even if because that's the thing you don't have to have a 30 year mark we've had people to say but i don't want to be paying on something for 30 years you don't have to pay on it for 30 years we pay recommend it. that you don't pay exactly on it for 30 years. <laughs> you know even if you get the 30 year loan you can still you can still have the home paid off in 15 years or less or if less. you exactly but you have to be what disciplined and responsible enough to make those plans and actually stick to it and when you're married because we have not talked about this when you are in a relationship and you are ready to purchase a home you have to make sure that you and the person that you're in a relationship with your whether it's your spouse your husband whoever it is your wife whatever it is you have to make sure that that person is mentally ready also because again if they're not even when it comes to looking for the house they're not if their mind is not in a place where your mind is to even ready to even be ready to purchase a home guess what they're going to make the process difficult for you and they're not going to make it a fulfilling process because because they don't see the benefit of it so they can't really match they can't really match how you're feeling and your happiness and excitement because that's not what they want to do it, it has to be you know you have to be on one accord and it has to be um you have to communicate. It's, right. You know, if we're talking, we're talking uh, to our our married couples and our significant other, um, right. you know, couples at, at at this point. That when you're buying a home, it's not a me situation unless you're single and you're buying it by yourself. Right. But when you have more other people involved, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a we. It's something that you can't you can't just send the husband on a showing and expect him to make the decision. You can't just send the wife. You know, to go and, and and scout for the homes and say, bring me back what you see. We gonna, you know, and uh, whatever you, whatever you want this is what I want. That sounds good, but more, majority of the time that don't work out. You know, so we always encourage our couples that you know when you're making a decision on buying that home that you do it together and you have fun with it. You know, have fun exactly. doing it together yeah, and taking taking uh, each other's uh, you know cons- considerations and what each other want and continue to make you know make that decision. 
And you know, if you if you guys are trying to get into investing, we encourage couples to utilize your credit, utilize your income for your benefit to create passive income. And this is something that we teach in our courses, guys. We teach you how to maximize your income, how to maximize your marriages, period, because a lot of people do not know the creative strategies that people use to build wealth. Yes. They really, really don't. And sometimes, you know, where the lack is, is just because there's a lack of information. There's yep. a lack of exposure. Yep. And so that's why through our courses, what we do is even through our private community, what we do is is is, is not about the coaching. We, we, we really don't like to say that. Jay and I say that all the time because we all feel like we are adults. We feel like it's a learning experience. We feel like we build relationships to where, you know, as a community, we are helping each other, you know, because there's, there's books that we read. There's, there's books that we tell, you know, our couples that are in, you know, some of the courses that, you know, we, we have going on right now, some of the things in our communities. And that's the thing that we tell them all the time, you know, is that. And so building, building a relationship, building a family, being able to, to give you, that's what I was actually saying, give each other information, you know, um, about certain books, about certain programs, about other things that they have out there that helps us as a community and helps us as couples and it helps us as people to grow you know because that's what it is we're we're individual we're we're married we're in relationships but we're still individuals and our the who we are as an individual affects who we are in our relationships right and you know? I'm, I'm glad you know Mink, Mink said this i wanted to say this one last thing before we close you know do not let people in society create your criteria on how you need to buy that's so good because for a while our family, our friends, people thought me and Mink were, thought we was tripping. You know, we bought three properties before we actually bought where we decided that we were going to live. Yeah. And one of those properties we bought, we were living with my in-laws. We were living with her parents. Yeah. And people would say, why y'all just don't buy a house? Why y'all just don't buy a house? And we like, you know, we didn't really get into detail of explaining what we were doing to people. and But on the outside looking in, it looked like we were doing something backwards to them. Right. But the entire time, the goal was to purchase income-producing properties that was going to pay for where we were going to decide to live. Yep, that's the truth. And it does actually look like you're working backwards when you think about it because it's a sacrifice, yeah. you know, and, you, and, and certain people think that when you make it to... Well, not certain people, but society thinks that when you make it to a certain level, you have to have certain things. You know, you have to have a $500,000 house. You have to have brand new cars. You have to have design. Like, that's what they think, you know, to, to the point to where if you try to fit into society's box, then you will be like most people in the society. Because just think, it's hard being the one, being the top 1%. It's yeah. hard being in the top 5%. And there's not a lot of us that are in the top 5% because we're not able to do the work. We're not able to sacrifice because we're too busy trying to live up to what society tells us that we should be doing. To what society tells us this is how we should look. You know, so with that, and that's why it's difficult to be to, to be in, you know, in this in, in this this criteria, you know what I'm saying? I, I, not criteria, but this community. It's different to be in this community where you are really trying to be debt-free, where you really trying to, like, own your ish. You know what I'm right. saying? Where you trying to own your keys. Yeah. It's difficult because it's a big sacrifice that we go through as individuals and as couples, in, you know, 
in business just all together to get to where we desire to be to where warren buffett and bill gates and oprah and all of tyler perry that's the level that we're trying to get to you know seriously and it's not just about money it's just about options you know it's about access it's access exactly one of the things that i that i one of my prayers you know and i say this with the most sincerity is my prayer and my goal is for God to get a God to allow me to be able to live off 10% of my income and give away 90. Yeah. You know, about it to tell for, for me to be, to be able to say, if I made a hundred million dollars and be able to live off 10% of that and be able to give the rest of the rest of it away. Right. To be able build to be the answer, yeah. build community, to be the answer for yeah. people to be able to help develop. Right. You know, that's a, that's a prayer. And we're not talking about, we don't want you guys to think about, you know, we're talking about like developing homes. We're t- talking about developing communities, developing families, developing, developing people. Just, just you, seriously to where we, we're, we're building up strong communities and strong families. And it starts from the leaders being able to be the only one. The leader being able to step out and to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And if I have to stand alone, I'm going to do that. And sometimes it takes the leader in your family. Sometimes it takes the man in the in the home to be able to do this. Sometimes it takes the wife to be able to do that. But the wife, but the wife needs her husband to be able to to be effective in the areas that she's effective in. Because of course everyone needs someone. So when you're married, you need that support of your spouse. So we're saying all that to say. You know, when it when it comes to the key here, because we didn't talk about the key today, the key here is making sure that when the right time to purchase a home is when you have decided to purchase a home and you've done all of the things. That means taking control of your finances. That means taking control of your credit. That means taking control of your 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 spending. You know, it does. It, it means being disciplined, being disciplined to put yourself into the position to where you're going to win. If you're married, taking those, making those decisions together, taking the responsibility together to come together and to say, well, maybe you don't want to use one of your income to purchase an investment property to pay for that mortgage that the other spouse is going to, to get. Maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe y'all want to come together and purchase together. Whichever way you choose, let that be a decision that you guys have made collectively where you know it's going to advance you guys to your next level. Amen. And that's what it is. So, you know, again, don't let society box you guys in because they will. That's society. That's how it is. You know, make sure that as couples, you guys are always coming together to make these decisions together. So, yeah. It's been real, (laughs) y'all. It has. We have so enjoyed this conversation. And if you guys want to get in touch with us you already know you can email us at onyourkeys at gmail.com or follow us at onyourkeys on instagram and if you want to join our private community go to joinoyk.com it's only a dollar a day and for all of this information that you're getting you should definitely definitely Go and join because guess what? All you're going to do is get more information. And when you get more information, babe, what? You become better. And better is bigger pockets. 
It's better. I mean, I'm talking about bigger pockets, better marriage, better families. You know, just just better everything. Just better, better. Yeah, better, better, better. Better, better. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. And remember, guys, anyone can create wealth regardless the size of your paycheck. Always remember that. Don't let society box you in, and definitely don't let that don't let that piece of paper box you in because you just gotta know how to maneuver the paper. <laughs> That's what it is. Peace.